0: Hello, and welcome to the How to Love Yourself No Matter What podcast. My name is Amanda Hess, and I am a certified life coach. I know that navigating today's world can be overwhelming and stressful, but I don't believe that means we should be constantly battling anxiety. The truth is, we need to learn how to love ourselves. That is the antidote to stress and anxiety. If you want peace and joy and connection in your life, then let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 34. Let's talk mental wealth. Okay, I was thinking about this today. I was thinking about the difference between wealth and health and what that means and why that's important. And I thought it would just be so good to talk about mental wealth because what we tend to talk about a lot here is mental health. And they actually are not the same thing, and it's worth it's worth really talking about and figuring out. So, I took some notes to try and keep myself on track for this for all of us, and we're gonna just dive into these different areas. So, I thought what it would be potentially a really great place to start was to talk about what is mental health, okay? What does that even mean? It's a buzzword. People talk about it all the time. But what does mental health mean? Like, Does it mean that you feel good all the time? Does it mean that you never feel anxious? Does it mean that you don't feel depressed? Does it mean that you're always happy? Does it mean that you don't experience emotional pain? It's worth talking about, right? What does it mean? Because We talk about it constantly in the world, in the media, everywhere. There's an entire section in the library devoted to it. So, what is it? And I think that a really good place to start for you and for me, and I've done this work, is to really sit down with a pen and paper and write it out. What is mental health? According to me, because what that's going to do for you is it's going to let you discover what your thoughts are about it. And we definitely want to know. I'm going to share kind of like how I think society sees mental health. And then I'm going to maybe share what I think differently about it. So when I think about how society looks at mental health, I see a lot of conversation around being emotionally stable. That that is emotional health. That is mental health. Um, Being emotionally stable, not having actions that create chaos in your life. Um, I also see society kind of looking at mental health as being in an in an acceptable spectrum, and there being this expectation that you can be depressed but don't be too depressed, you can be anxious but don't be too anxious. Um, if you're feeling depressed or anxious, make sure that you're dealing with it in a healthy way, which is not negatively impacting other people. Um, make sure you're still being able to go to work, get out of bed uh, take care of your kids, that sort of thing. And I kind of like have a dis- I have this like total distaste when it comes to thinking about it in that way. It's almost as if mental health in today's world really means being sort of normal, right? That mental health means normal. And I just don't agree. (laughs) I know you're shocked if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, but possibly you've been listening in and you know that I don't really buy into that version of mental health. I honestly believe that it's so toxic to think that mental health means that you're stable, that mental health means mental stability. I think it's bullshit. I don't even think it's true. I want you to really consider like big events that have gone on in your life. Like, have you experienced the loss of a loved one? Should you be stable? Should your actions all make sense when that happens? And who determines what makes sense and what doesn't? That's what I want to know. Where is the reaction police? (laughs) Right. And then if you do have a reaction that makes other people uncomfortable, then That means that you are not having good mental health. But what if that's not true? And here's what I want to offer What if it's completely normal for us to be emotionally reactive sometimes, and that that is actually emotional health? Like, yeah, it's healthy when things get to be too much for us for our actions to seem potentially overboard to people that aren't actually going through that right now. You know what I mean? What if emotional health actually has nothing to do with stability? That's something that I honestly believe. I don't believe that stability is emotional health. I actually think like, and I know I'm, I'm sort of using emotional health and mental health. And I think the reason why is because you should be experiencing all your emotions if you're mentally healthy. I really do believe that you should be experiencing all of your emotions. And do you know why? Do you know why I think that? I think that because that's the truth of the fucking matter. (laughs) Okay. You are supposed to feel your feelings, and they actually are supposed to be all over the place, and you actually are supposed to feel really super anxious sometimes, and you actually are supposed to feel super depressed sometimes. And guess what? Sometimes you should act in a way that other people think is not okay, and that's called being a fucking human. okay? If we all believe that, I think there'd be a lot more emotional and mental health going around (laughs) because we wouldn't all be beating the shit out of ourselves because we somehow are not able to cope. Okay. There are so many things that play into our experience of our life and our experience of our brain and the experience of our emotions. There are so many things. There are the external factors, many of which are beyond our control. They're things that we cannot necessarily control. There is the trauma, right? There is the past trauma that we have all suffered. If you have gotten to this point in your life, it's very unlikely that you haven't experienced trauma. We all experience COVID as a trauma, for instance, right? For instance. So trauma impacts the way that we are relating through our brain, through our emotions, through our nervous system, right? Um, other things that impact it, hormones. Play a huge role. So, for women in particular, we have so many periods in our lives where there's emotion, where there's sorry, hormonal flux, even just inside of our own cycle, you know, even inside of going and having ovulation and your period every single month for, I don't know, how long do we do it for, ladies? 50 years, 40 years? Guess it kind of depends on the person, maybe less, maybe more, depending on you. But on top of that, we can add in puberty and we can add in pregnancy and we can add in perimenopause and we can add in menopause, right? All of that is affecting this too. So there's just a number of, I don't know what to call them, a number of factors that really are in play. When we are experiencing the world. So, what I think mental health is mental health is having those experiences and knowing what to do with them. Mental health is having the capacity to allow and process emotion. Mental health is being able to love yourself unconditionally and give yourself what you need. That's mental health. It isn't being a robot, which is, in all honesty, what I see all over the world is this expectation that people should be robots and that no matter what's happening externally, that we should be able to be sane and okay. (laughs) And I just don't, that's such crap. What if you're not? What if you're not always supposed to act sane and it's not even a problem and it's actually normal? You want to know how I know this? Because everybody has it. I have coached so many women and I have seen thousands, and I am not exaggerating, thousands of women be coached. And a lot of those women don't identify with having any kind of mental illness, but they have the same experiences. They still feel gutted and depressed sometimes for no reason that they can really figure out. They still sometimes wake up with anxiety every single day. They still sometimes really battle with being able to go about their day in a way that is productive. Okay, And the reason for that isn't because you should not feel anything. It's because you're a human. Now, emotional health, if we really look at it, I think what a really powerful shift can be is to look at it from the standpoint of what, if I think about me being healthy physically, what does that look like? What does me being physically healthy look like? So me being physically healthy means drinking a lot of water, right? Me being physically healthy means eating nutritious food. Me being um, physically healthy means getting enough sleep, Um, it means really taking good care of myself, right? It means moving my body, exercising, like making sure that I don't have too much weight on, making sure I don't have too little weight on, really taking care of my body. That's physical health. And then there are things that happen inside of physical health that we have no control over, like cancer, right? Like certain diseases but the actual health part we always have an impact we can always do something so we can't necessarily control if we get a disease or if we get covid or if we get the flu right we can't actually necessarily control that or like if we've been in an accident or we have back issues or neck issues or we actually have lost limbs or you know whatever has happened A lot of those things we don't have an impact on other than how we take care of ourselves when we're going through it. So I know that it can happen because I have coached people that have cancer, that it can happen where we're mad at our body for having the cancer. And I know that that can happen. But more often than not, we move through that and realize that. It's random. Nobody really knows who's going to get cancer. We just don't get to control that. But we learn how to take care of ourselves while we're going through that. And we learn how to support ourselves while we're going through chemotherapy, while we're going through radiation, while we're going through recovery, right? We learn how to support and take care of ourselves. So every single person on the planet is different, right? We all have different genes. We all have different chromosomes. We all have different environmental factors that play into our lives that affect our physical health. I think we can all agree that that's true, right? And then we meet ourselves where we're at when we do that, right? Like whatever's going on for you, you take care of you, and it's going to look maybe different than how I take care of me and how my body responds might be different than how your body responds, right? Right. So if you think about this from the standpoint of mental health, what if, what if we didn't try to go in and be like, this is what's wrong with you because nobody knows, right? Because there's no scan. There's no brain scan that says, hey, Amanda, guess what? You have BPD. Nope, doesn't exist. There's no scan that says, hey, you know, Susie, you've got depression, there's no scan. There's no physical test that proves that that's what's going on. All we have is how we are and how our brain, body, emotions, and nervous system react to the world around us. So if you go back to the health analogy, right, you can take really, really good car- care of yourself and still get in a car accident. And is that car accident because you didn't take really good care of yourself? No. No. It just happened. And then you're still going to take really good care of yourself. And when I think about it and applying that to mental health, what I think is important to remember is that how your brain works is how your brain works. Okay. It's how it works. And we're going to talk about mental wealth here in a minute. Okay. But I want you to stay with me with respect to mental health. How it works is how it works. So what is the benefit of not meeting you yourself where you're at? There really isn't one, right? There's like no benefit to not meet yourself where you're at. So when you think about mental health, what I think about is how do I support my brain where it is? So with the trauma that's experienced, with the things that are happening right now, with the way that I experience emotions, how do I meet myself where I'm at? To me, That is mental health. That is the baseline. In order to have wealth, we need to have health, right? So, if you want mental wealth, we need to start with mental health, but I think we need to redefine how we look at mental health. I look at it from the standpoint of our mental health isn't in a vacuum, we don't have mental health that goes on without the rest of our body. Okay. So our brain and our body are connected. And therefore we need to look at the health as being an ecosystem. That's how I like to think about it. And that's how I really work on it with my clients too, is looking at the full ecosystem, what is happening. Generally what I see is I see women that come to me that have been locked in a stress cycle for a while. And so they are repeatedly flying through fight, flight, freeze, fight, flight, freeze, fight, flight, freeze. And so they are not able to even hit a baseline when it comes to physical and mental wellness. So the first part of it always is to address their nervous system. And I have a proven process of how we really proactively soothe and address your nervous system because once you've done that, then you have a lot more space and access in your brain to look at what's going on. But before you can ever do that, your nervous system has to simmer down, okay? And so we just look at it from the standpoint, instead of looking at it from what's wrong with your brain, we look at it from cool, your nervous system is really fried. Let's work on that first. Then we move along to looking at the emotions that you're experiencing because emotional wellness isn't only experiencing positive emotions. There are no bad emotions. There are no wrong emotions. Emotional wellness is knowing what to do with your emotions. And too often what we really do is we run from them we hide from them, we numb them out with booze and alcohol and TV and phones and porn and whatever else. We overwork, we constantly end up going really, really hard and then fully shutting down and bouncing back and forth between those two places. And our brain is a very, very noisy place because our brain is always yelling at us, right? So once the nervous system gets toned down, Then we have a little bit of silence to be able to work and to be able to see like, what emotions are we experiencing? And then we can start actually addressing those, processing those, working through those. And then the last piece, which is essential, is looking at the thoughts and beliefs that you have, right? Because so often the things that we're thinking and the things that we're believing are not the truth and they are not helpful and they are not actually making our lives better. They're actually making our lives worse. But this is an ecosystem. All three things need to be addressed. To me, real mental health is when the ecosystem is flowing and it's not getting stuck. We're not getting stuck in a stress cycle. We're not getting stuck thinking that the constant barrage of negative thoughts that are running through our head are the truth. That's mental health. Mental health is peace. To me, that's what mental health is. But I think that society's version of how we get there is so broken and everyone is just lost. We're reading books and listening to podcasts and, you know, going to therapy potentially, and and listening to our friends tell us about what they think it is. And we do that so much that we miss out on our inner wisdom. And we miss out on actually mental health is me getting in tune with me. And it's not about getting rid of the feelings. And it's not about I feel more depressed than other people. And it's not about I'm somehow magically more fucked than the rest of the world. I promise it isn't. So that's mental health. But then let's talk about mental wealth. Okay. It really is a small shift. And I wouldn't say that you can't have mental wealth if your mental health isn't 100%. But if you're not working on your mental health, it's going to be hard to have mental wealth. Okay. Mental wealth. What it really is, is the ability to create what you want to create in the world. Your ability to see that you can actually start generating feelings that you want to feel. It is the most powerful thing in the world. What I normally see, the typical progression that I see with my clients is they come to me and their mental health is not where it needs to be. and Their emotional health is not where it needs to be. So we work on bringing that up to a baseline so that they can start feeling some peace. But then once we have the peace, then we start working on feeling joy, feeling desire, those feelings that light us up, that make our skin tingle, that make us go, oh my God, that's so amazing. That's mental wealth. And I really see this constant conversation in the mental health space about how do we make people emotionally healthy, So, first of all, the way that we're going about it is totally broken. So, that's part of the reason why it's not happening. But the second part is that emotional wealth is not even on the table. Nobody's even thinking about that. I mean, we think about it, we're like, that'd be really nice, but like, I don't really know how to get that. And I don't know how to have that. And I feel like so many things in my life have to change. And it seems like this elusive unicorn that I can't capture. And that's because. We don't know how to get to emotional health, and then we absolutely have no idea how to create emotional wealth. And what I think about when I think about creating joy, creating desire, is that it's usually blocked by, is that realistic? I don't really know how to do that. I don't know what I like. I don't know what I desire. And the only reason you think that's true is because it's just been so long since you've tapped into that part of yourself. And that's why I, I truly believe that coaching is the number one way to get you to where you wanna be. If you are looking for emotional health and emotional wealth, coaching is the best and fastest way you're gonna get it. And you know, I can't speak to every coach on the planet, but I can speak to my own coaching program and tell you that I have yet to work with a client that hasn't been able to create emotional health and then move on to emotional wealth. And it's so fun, not just for me as their coach, but for them. It's so fun. Your life can be fun. Your life can be awesome. Your life can be amazing. I promise you, it's true. And it's just a process that I walk my clients through that really helps them go from wherever they are right now to mental health, to mental wealth. If you are wanting that, this is is what I want you to know. If you're ready for mental wealth, you have to ask yourself, is that what I want in my life? And then if you do, I'm going to tell you something super important. The best way to get it is going to be through coaching. I give a lot of free help here and I do it because I know that it genuinely helps people. But I want you to know that if you are sick of struggling with your mental health and you are really ready to create mental wealth, then we need to have a conversation. Now, I have a number of ways that I can work with you. I have been experimenting with ways to work with people to meet them where they're at, wherever they are in their journey. But what I would recommend to start is to go over to my website and book a strategy call. I only offer them up a few days a week and they often book out. So I recommend hitting pause and booking it right now. Okay. Go to amandahess.ca slash book a call and book it. Now, this call is designed to help you find the quickest and easiest path to creating mental wealth. And I promise you, you definitely can have it. And I have a proven system to help you create it. So amandahess.ca slash book a call. Let's chat. Let's talk. Let's put my expert brain to work on what is happening in your life. Let's create some mental wealth, okay? That's all I got for you today. I hope you have an amazing week, and I will see you here next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can look forward to a new episode of this podcast every week. And hey, if you like this podcast, do me a favor and leave a review. When you do, it helps this podcast grow and it allows me to help more women just like you. And if you just know that you need help putting this all together, why don't you book a free consult with me? We can talk about you and what's happening in your life and put a real plan in place to manage the stress and anxiety for good. Just head on over to amandahess.ca slash book a call to set that up.